0: Welcome to the Player Development Pod, presented by Beyond the Field. Hello, hello, hello. I'm Ed Jones II. I am the founder of the Beyond the Field program and an experienced player development professional. This podcast is here to bring exposure to the player development field with the goal of creating generational impact in athletics and other surrounding areas. Thank you for being here. I appreciate you taking time out of your day to spend time with me here on this platform. Today, we continue season two of the Player Development Pod. In season two, we are highlighting those who do the work. Before we start, here are some action items for you, the listener. Go visit the website, btfprogram.com, and check out the free resources, the blogs, and also get your copy of the Beyond the Field ebook. Subscribe, give a five-star rating, and leave a review of the podcast on the platform you're listening to. Share this podcast if you believe it will benefit someone to learn more about player development. Now, our guest is known as the ultimate teammate, so in the spirit of teamwork, I'm giving away free copies of my professional checklist I use for player development. The link to download the checklist is in the show notes. Once again, go get your free copy of my player development checklist by clicking the link in the show notes. In today's episode, we continue season two with one of the most influential leaders in the sports industry, Dr. Lacey Carmen Johnson. We will begin the episode after this ad. This podcast brought to you by Beyond the Field Program LLC. Beyond the Field is now providing player development services. The services include staff consulting, program evaluation and program creation. Please head to btfprogram.com and click on our Consultant tab to find out more. We help you help athletes create generational impact. All right, it's time for the former player shout-out. I want to give recognition to those I've coached or led who are doing great things beyond the field. This episode, I want to give a shout-out to Logan Klusman. Logan played for the University of Kansas football team during my time there. Logan is one of the most thoughtful and intentional leaders I've been around. He would go out of his way to ensure his teammates felt a sense of belonging. Logan was a very accomplished long snapper for us at KU. He was a field still All-American, first-team All-Big 12, and a semifinalist for the Patrick Manley Award, which recognizes the best long snapper in the country. In the classroom, he continued his success and was named a Big 12 first-team All-Academic selection. Logan did incredible things on the field and in the classroom, but it may be his leadership off the field that leaves the biggest impact at KU. Logan was part of our Unity Council, and I selected him to be a part of our Social Impact Committee. On this committee, he joined others in leading our program's voting initiative, community impact, and conversations around social issues. As an undergrad, he graduated in 2020. As a graduate student, he received his master's this May. He currently works for the MLS team, Sporting Kansas City, as the operations coordinator. Logan, I am proud of you. Your leadership off the field influenced and still influences the KU football program in many ways all right today we continue season two of the player development pod in this episode i sit down with one of the most transformational leaders in the entire sports industry i am so excited for you to receive as she calls it these lcj gems from dr lacey carmen johnson here's our conversation all right all right all right season two of the player development pod we are focusing on those who are doing the work and i am so excited to have dr lacey carmen johnson on Y'all don't understand, this is the LCJ Gems. We about to, I mean, I'm ready. I know I'm going to take more notes when I edit this than y'all are that are listening. I'm so excited to have her on the pod. Uh, Really respect her, the work she's done, the person she is, and just the vulnerability. Um, And we'll talk about that in the show, the vulnerability she gives to others. So thank you for being here. Appreciate you. Uh, Can you start off with telling us a little bit about yourself? Because if I do it, I'll go forever, so...
1: Uh, well, do we have time? We have time yes, today. Yes,
0: we, we. Oh, we got all the time for you. We got a. Hey, we got it.
1: Oh no! Well, thank you. First off, just thank you so much for the opportunity. Um, I mean, we've been we've been doing this work for a while, kind of walking in tandem and going back and forth, you know, comparing notes and um, just talking about all the great things we've had the opportunity to do at our respective institutions and organizations. And so I I value you as a person and as a friend I it. and just the opportunity to be on here. um, I don't take, you know, for granted. So I'm not gonna say like when I was listening from the beginning that I was thinking if he's (laughs) gonna have people on then I should probably be on there, but uh, no. But yeah, Um, as you mentioned, Dr. Lacey Carmen Johnson, um, I currently serve as a manager of basketball advancement for the Toronto Raptors and kind of handle all things off-court player development for our team. uh, along with a, a group with it what we call Wellness and Advancement, which I just absolutely love the title and how we are uh, reimagining what player development is. Um, it's a little bit different from how other places and spaces may look at it, but we mm-hmm. have an awesome group um, of individuals who get to work hand in hand with our players. But just, I mean, about me, like I'm one of those people, like I I rent titles in the sport (laughs) industry, you know, like what I do is not who I am, uh, but I am a server um, just by trade. Like that's where my heart is. I'm a server, I'm an educator, I'm a lifelong learner. Um, I love all things really just having the opportunity to impact and empower others to be a better version of themselves. And so I, I try to always keep that at the forefront of what I'm doing as well so that i could be the best version as well and oh like man (laughs) i'm just thinking back on my career you know a decade ago i wouldn't have thought that i would be where i am um i didn't know where i was going to be i will say that i've never been one of those people that had a dream job and thought i was going to end up you know at some particular university doing x y and z position Um, I've just always been open to where God has called me. And so because of that, my path is extremely windy through the sports industry. I mean, even when I was an undergrad, I volunteered with the Nigerian national women's basketball team. Um, I was an AAU coach. I volunteered at Hightower High School. Oh,
0: yes. Fight (laughs) hurricanes. Let's go.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I did. I was a track and field volunteer uh, coach there. I did some event management stuff on campus. Um, I was a tutor for middle school and elementary kids. So I have just always been someone who's kind of had my hands on a lot of different pots and trying to figure out, you know, what was next. But the, the main thing has always been, how can I serve and impact others? And even way back then I was doing that. And then after I left college and got into coaching for some years, uh, doing division one track, and division three track. Um, and then moved into student support from an academic advising role and then student athlete development. Um, and then getting into like the football player development, which really started to open up some doors for where I am now. So I'm just finishing up my first season. Well, I just completed my first season with the Raptors and um, in the six. Yeah. I'm in the <laughs> six in Toronto. It's funny because some years ago I told, you know, a friend like I really want to, I think I'm going to live in a different country. I really want to live on water. In my mind, I imagine it would be a little warmer, you know, maybe like Bahamas or somewhere, but here we are. I do live near the lake. So I kind of knocked it out of the park with those manifestations of what was going to be to come. And and my family is in a good space where we kind of have the opportunity to do that and be in a different country. Canada is different but it's still very similar to me in the same right so right. yeah that's kind of that's a little bit about me you know just kind of probing right. the surface of, of who i am
0: i think so my me knowing you i remember first time i met you because i remember you look familiar and i was like and i went to u of h and i went to track meets and it all kind of like made sense and i was like oh yeah and i, I know you uh we're good friends with latoya who went to Hightower and she was a year older than me and I didn't know her, but I knew her. And so when I they y'all would come to U of H, I'd be like, Oh, that's you know the toys. She went to U of H. I mean, excuse me, Hightower. People knew her, whatever, maybe. Like I can't she wouldn't know who Ed Jones is, but you know, you know how it is, athletes. So I was like, and then I remember you got up to the room in front of the room. This was at NACTA in Orlando, and I just remember the control you had over the room. And it was incredible. It wasn't like a, Hey, it was just this way you spoke. Everybody just connected everybody and i was like wow like i was like you just captured the room and then of course i got into the subcommittees and the stuff we were doing on zoom i tell people all the time like before covid hit we already had Zoom down like i wish we've
1: been doing this man been
0: doing like (laughs) it was crazy because like somebody i remember our video coordinator she came um alex nisley she came in my office one day to ask me a question We had, you know, we had our Zoom, so I turned my screen off and she's like, what is this? I was like, this is Zoom. So we're all different places and we're communicating. And So then when COVID hit, she walked them off. office like, hey, you remember that Zoom thing you told me about? I wish, the one, number one thing I wish is I wish I took like $200 and just said, here's Zoom, here you go. Like, maybe i would be in a different situation. But um, one thing that I've always, you know, appreciated of you is like what you said. Like, I I feel like I'm the same type of person. I, I don't have people like, what's your dream job? And I was like, I don't, I don't know. You know, I want to impact people. You know, your background is a lot different than mine. There's similarities with coaching, mm-hmm. teaching, different things like that. You, you know, you do some work now talking about transferable skills and athletes transitioning out. How, what skill and all the stuff you've done, what skill from your time as an athlete has helped you, like, have success in every single arena that you stepped into?
1: I would, I would say just the, probably two things like the adaptability and flexibility piece of right. having you know, sometimes you don't know like what's going to happen next and being open to that um but then also the the teamwork and being an awesome teammate i have always prided myself on being like the best teammate like i'm going to be what do you need and how can i lead from where i am and how can i serve others and i've taken that into every role i've ever been in i don't have to be the head coach i don't have to be the gm of you know the organization i don't need to be the ad uh, but i can impact the people that are around me and like whether that's the student athletes that i'm you know encountering or my peers that are around me and so just that that team being an actual really really good teammate and understanding how to work alongside one another um my second uh, bachelor's degree is actually in um, psychology. And I just Mm. picked it up. I just picked it up so that because I I was already done with my first one. So I was like, Oh, I need something else to do while I'm here. And we didn't have minors, So I wasn't ready to just take a bunch of elective classes, because that's kind of it felt like a waste um, of a bunch of money. So I'm like, let me get this other degree. And I feel like that's one degree that I have been able to put into use every place just and just i mean people organizations um all of the above and and that that teammate skill from an athlete to now like i'm i've always been a part of a team in some capacity or another
0: so if you could walk us through so you you know you work with the raptors now nba i think this is this is a year after they won the championship maybe two i'm so lost in two years can you kind of walk us through that process of how that went down and you know like just because I think one thing, a lot of people listening to this, and this is what I'm kind of learning and where I am right now. Like I had a friend who he hires people and he tells me don't ever get locked into, you know, player development or whatever, you know, because you don't want you never know when opportunity is going to come. So if you can kind of walk through your process to be with the Raptors, that'd be great.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's really um, it's something that I kind of like hang my hat on is just the 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 relationships and being very intentional about those. Uh, I'm not someone that I don't need to be connected to a ton of people because of the work that we do and I mean even just the committee that we're in we do have a ton of different connections Uh, but I can go to a conference with 2,000 people and I'm okay with just connecting with 10 because those are 10 memorable relationships that like I want to continue to grow and like thrive in and and I'm okay with that. I don't need 500 business cards to take home with me. Right. Um, I actually prefer not to because I can't ever remember where they are. Uh, so I, I, I think um, the, the initial conversations with the Raptors just kind of came. I, I got this email and um, I think it was just a connection from someone else that I knew Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe pointed them in the direction that I was in and I thought they were just calling to find out like oh what are the things that we've kind of done at the college space and maybe how they translate over to the professional space um, and those conversations just continued um, and kind of shifted into like oh we are reimagining what this space could look like and is this a position that you might have an interest in and, oh, nice. yeah, sure but honestly when I had the that 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 second conversation, I was more so not doing it for myself. I was doing it to see what they had available because I know I had people who wanted to work in the pros, and I've never right. thought that the pros was going to be an avenue for me—at least not the NBA. Maybe the NFL because I come from the football background, so I think that would have been a little bit more in alignment with what was next. And as we have, uh, as we continue to. To to talk and kind of go through the process and do some uh, presentations and just like showcase the skills and things that I would you know hopefully be able to bring to the organization. You know, almost ten months later, I was the the candidate that they decided to go with. And um, at one point, they decided they were going in a different direction, and then they were able to kind of shift back around. Um, but it worked out. Uh, it worked out well. I mean, here I am now, a year later and um it's been an awesome experience to be in a a much different space to only have you know 17 maybe athletes as opposed to 120 (laughs) at the college space and 120 football that's not even including the other 400 athletes that i would have uh, working with the other sports doing all things student athlete development so that this has been extremely enlightening um And nice to just really know you have a smaller group to kind of pour into. And even within that group, everybody needs different things. So what you do for one doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to suffice for the other 15 or 16.
0: Solving all the raptors (laughs) problems. All right. So in your role, if you could talk about what your responsibilities look like and what that kind of how you go about those day to day
1: i think it's i like to kind of term myself as like the global leader in assist right but no it's uh it's honestly it's it's just it's support it's support for our players um it's kind of helping with the transition into and or out of um, our organization um it it really varies by what the what each of our players need we have several who are very well established from like a marketing and branding standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, they've done an awesome job. I mean, even just like considering their stories that they weren't, you know, high draft picks and they spent a lot you know time in the G League and like what they've built, not only on the court, but off the court, um, all the things they have their hands in, you know, for those situations, it's kind of like, where, where do you need me? If you need me, uh, I'm here to support. <laughs> And that might not be very much. It could just be like, you just need me to come smile and fist bump you on the way out. That's cool. Like, that's what I'm here for. Um, and then you have uh, our our younger guys who are just coming in and trying to figure out and how to navigate, like what it means to be a professional, what it means to really be a person in a developmental system, which is something as a, as a Toronto Raptor, like that's what we pride ourselves on. So we we find those hidden gems and we really right. build into them. And they have, I mean, you just look at the course of, the Last couple of years, and what those players have been able to do, like coming from the G League and being you know middle of the bench and now being starters. Uh, and then you have these new guys, and yes, we had the number four pick, and yes, he was rookie of the year. Uh, but mm-hmm. yes, he's you know still a very young, and he only played one year in college. So, trying to right. figure out what is it that they need, and that could be everything from a time management standpoint um from you know understanding just like the scheduling perspective it's a very long season and we Mm -hmm. have to remember that all of our college athletes the ones who've been through the last couple years like they dealt with COVID, which means that they learned a different level of resiliency absolutely but many of them had seasons cut in half seasons cut short um, lots of different Issues that other athletes haven't had to deal with, and so once they're trans, trans uh, transferring, so to speak, or moving into the professional space, it it looks different. Um, there's a lot larger time commitment. Um, you don't play 30 games like you do in college. Right. It's an 82 game season, you know, with preseason and playoffs and even off season. There's a lot of work that has to be put into that. So it, it, it varies with regard to that, but then also you know, partnering with our talent and strategy team on the marketing and branding side of really mm-hmm. helping our players like figure out who they are as people and how they can use the platform that they have now to start to leverage that here, but then also set them up for the future. Um, we had this amazing veteran um, who we got as a free agent this year that uh, mm-hmm. young. And he is, I mean, he's just like cream of the crop in all things you wish every athlete, you know, would be right. came in. He was a high draft pick, uh, but he's been in the league for, I think, 15 years. And wow. when you're in the league for 15 I've years, you know, you're either, you know, you, you're you either cream of the crop athletic wise, or you are one amazing human, or human, teammate, human, human and teammate together. Yeah. Um, right. Made a new word. Um, and and he's really, you know, done a lot of things like for his community, he's figured out from a business aspect, like areas of interest for him. Um, and so it's really cool to be able to like probe him. You know, how, how can we get everyone to get into this mindset, but then also how can we connect you with our other players um, to dibble and dabble here, there and the other and just share those gems. So it's the the responsibilities are they, they don't look the same day-to-day, um, mm-hmm. for sure. And I really can't say that it, even from different portions of the season, like what the focus is, because I could come in and think that I'm going to, you know, hammer in on or hone in on this, that, or the other, and then it could be something completely different for, you know, a week or two just based off of maybe what happened in the game the previous week yeah, or like happened. how our streak is going or, you know, we're home for, we were home for the entire month of December, which was great. Because we were like, yes, we can start knocking out, you know, different appearances and things. And then COVID hit and everything was yeah. shut down. And all of that was like, oh, all these plans. Okay, so now we're going to have to postpone. We have to figure out language. How do we share this information? How do we communicate with the appropriate parties? Um, and then how do we get things back on the rails so that when things do open back up, like we're we're ready to start knocking out. Some of these things that are on our to-do list that we need to to happen. So it was a interesting year, very interesting year. Lots of ups and downs. Um, tough personally from a transition standpoint, just coming you know off of COVID and not having done a ton um, away from the house <laughs> mm-hmm. for the you know 18 months prior, and then you you get in and it's like I mean full throttle, like on the road traveling back and forth uh lots of hotels lots of different cities lots of late nights um right. you know but it but it was a it was a great experience and one that i like really can't i look forward to just being able to build on going forward
0: yeah i checked out your travel hacks blog i learned a few <laughs> things a few things there all right so you know um when i was a high school coach I, I football has been my background and you know Basketball was my first love, and I got bigger than most people. And if you touch people in basketball, it's a foul. So I was like, "Let me go play football." But one thing I loved when I coached was when I coached the I coached B team basketball, and I loved it because it was 12 guys. It was intimate, you know, wasn't the, you know, 200 player program that I saw in high school or like, you know, like you said, you got 120 guys, and and then for you at you know Purdue, even more athletes. Like, you can kind of talk about how that transition back i know you've done it before but that transition back to going i think with the nba is what 15 maybe 12 or 15? Yeah,
1: 15
0: 15 uh, 17 yeah 15 17 okay if you kind of talk about how that that change going from so many athletes to you know consistent faces in some in some cases because the nba is full of transactions but if you kind of talk about that
1: so when I, I think when i signed my contract and then there's some time elapsed and then i started i think there was there was a there was a lot of transition that happened so people that i was like trying to look up and figure out who's who uh they weren't there when i showed up um and so that was different but i remember walking in the first day and i'm thinking like i was getting a little overwhelmed because i felt like man i don't know if i'm gonna like i gotta remember all these names not just of the athletes but like of all of the coaches and support staff and the front office and and we were in tampa too so that was completely different setup and after I spent I think two weeks in Tampa I was like oh I pretty much know everyone now like this is this is different this is very different because in football you don't get to know people like that I mean you're like studying sheets you're trying to figure it out and then even when you're watching them on the field you have to memorize numbers too because they have helmets on so you can't see so it was it was a, a much bigger um it was a much bigger transition and then once we started getting getting close to free agency i had a little bit of a panic moment again because i'm like oh man we finally got great relationships built and what if we get new people or what if people have to leave and like oh that's a that's a different setup coming from college you know there's mm-hmm. the nba the nfl like it, there's there's transactions that are made Whereas right. in college, yes, the student athletes may have the opportunity to transfer, but usually if they are, you kind of know what's happening. You've right. been a little bit a part of the process, um, right. you know with supporting them um, one way or the other. So it's we we only have we only had one, you know, one kind of swap with a from a free agency standpoint. So the season went pretty smoothly as far as just the personnel. And so it was really nice to know that, it was just not this overwhelming amount of people to try to figure out on top of all of the other transition points. Um, right. Grateful in that space, and then sometimes it feels like you're not doing anything because you are so used to dealing with so many people, and then now you have a much smaller group. So it's like, oh, wasn't I, shouldn't I be doing something? Shouldn't I have someone that I need to right. be talking to? <laughs> shouldn't I have some paperwork that I need to be, yeah. you know, submitting? Am I missing, am I
0: missing out on something?
1: Yeah, yeah, a little bit of, little <laughs> FOMO because there's um, a much smaller percentage of people to um, to support on a day-to-day basis. Awesome.
0: Well, before we get to the advice portion, I want to kind of talk about, you know, some some of the things you're doing outside of your role, you know, some of the personal projects. I know people, I've heard people call them passion projects, different things like that. If you can kind of talk about, correct me if I'm wrong, ace coaching.
1: Yes.
0: Yes. If you can kind of talk about that, dive into that, I, you know, I... I've loved, I I read the, the, I know I commented today on LinkedIn, but your, your blog about, you know, your time at the career in sports forum, I would have never known. Like i never, I was incredible just to see, you know, I think so many times, you know, you, there's so much in sports, right? Everybody wants athletes to be perfect. Like everybody's got to show up and be perfect. And it's like, it's so much to show up for people, you know? And I just, I appreciate your vulnerability in that because, you know, it, you know, I, I know in my life, people are like, oh, Ed, you got to just go up there and do it. And it's like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> can I, like, I it don't, I don't, you know, it, you can't just plug and play, And you know. And you've had athletes in your office, and you've been an athlete at an elite level. You understand, you know, the, the hey, all right, the lights are on. Let's go, go, go. But anyway, back to the overall ace coach. I just enjoyed that blog. That was incredible. If you can kind of talk about, you know, that, what's your mission in that, and, and, you know, why you started it, and how you want to help people.
1: Yeah, it's just a kind of a coaching and consulting um, company. So I, I do have the opportunity to get to speak at different events or in front of different groups. I have a huge passion for really supporting student athletes and then also young professionals and kind of helping them through their journey. So any group that is, you know, caters to that and how they can support how you can or how they want to kind of get to that next level, looking at different avenues Um I, I'm there, and I get to work with work alongside a couple other um, groups, such as Athlete Transition Services. Mm-hmm. Um, I work with Institute for Sport and Social Justice, and do like some nice. DEI like facilitation and things um, of that nature. So it it's I, I I wanted to you know have that opportunity to kind of pour into not just what I'm doing on a day to day basis with my career and my role, but like how else can I continue to broaden and put those tentacles out to touch the lives of other people. So that that's kind of why I started, um, I think ACE stands for Accelerating, Curating and Executing Your Dreams. And yes. it's a play on my two boys' names, ACE yes. and Duke, um, and that's how I, I got that. So it's very much so just like the, the family affair, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, but. I, uh, a big piece of it is also just my blog that I put out each week. So I just started out kind of putting my thoughts because I feel like one, I I do enjoy writing and Mm -hmm. I feel like I have things to say and I've been through, you know, I've lived a life, I've lived a life that maybe a lot of people don't fully know. And Mm -hmm. uh, just being able to reflect back on some of those stories and like what I've learned from it and how it's gotten me to where I am, like, I'm very open to to share a lot of that. And so it keeps me consistent. I have like this accountability with myself, you know, every week I want it to be able to put out a blog or some type of story. Sometimes it's things that I've had in the arsenal and some things like it just comes because it happened in the moment. Uh, And then another cool thing is like, I get to where I, I, I don't really think of it as me being a fashionista. Uh, but folks like the Work Fit Wednesday deal. Work yeah. Fit and
0: Wednesdays, yes. Yeah, and and I just that's lace, right? <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laced>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, because I like sneakers. I think you can wear right. sneakers with anything. I will put them with a dress right. all the time, and right. yeah, so that's where we get the the laced um, theme from. But yeah, it's I I I wanted to be consistent with the blog piece of it. I wanted to be able to share my heart. Um, I mean, I put that the blog out a couple of days ago, and I honestly haven't gone back and read it since then. So I'm sorry if there's a ton of typos in it, but I still feel like extremely vulnerable knowing that it was it's out there. And I've gotten a lot of private messages and text messages and, you know, folks that are like, I feel seen and I just appreciate, you know, your vulnerability and authenticity to be able to put that out. And it wasn't it wasn't easy. Um, and that's not the first time that it's happened. And that was actually fairly mild in um, thinking back on what the last probably three or four years have looked like I mean even wow. on zoom there's sometimes I've done zoom things and I was like crawling to the computer just trying to get there wow. to make it work um, yeah. I, I you know some things that I'm working through got work through with my right. therapist and figure it out um, but I, I, I want to continue to do it and, and I'm gonna continue to show up because right. every single time I have the opportunity to be in a space like that. If one person tells me that I have Im- impacted them, um, then I've done what I was supposed to do. I mean, and, and God gives me the opportunity and the space to do it. So why would I, why would I tell him, no, I'm not going to do it.
0: Right. I think I was reading your blog. Uh, I think it's rookie season. I think that's the one with the 10, 10 things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one thing you put in is just something that I, that I, you know, my parents raised me on. But it's something that I I realized, I noticed about you in all our NACTA calls and meeting you in person and seeing you in person. You're one of the few leaders that I feel like everybody feels like they're touched by you. And, of course, you know you can't spend time with every single person. But I just, I admire that, and it's something I take back. Like, man, I got to figure out how. You know, one thing you shared in that was, like, you never know how far a smile goes, right? You know, like, one thing I I love that you do on Zoom is just, like, you know, we'll be on a Zoom and somebody pops on and you're like, hey, how you doing? Like, And it's just, it's a small attention, you know, whatever. Or if people are on early, like you touch everybody there early. And it's just like little stuff. I'm like, man, I need to do that. Because so many times in real meetings, you show up early and everybody's just kind of sitting in there. It's like this awkward, like nobody wants to talk to anybody. Or this person has this title, so they're not going to say anything to this person. And and I just, I appreciate it. I'm telling y'all, I know people are listening to this. And we probably got more listeners than we ever had because Lacey's on here. Go and the, the blogs and even Twitter, hashtag LCJGEMS. You know, I just appreciate all that. All right, so before we move to the advice uh, portion, we get all these gems, we're drowned by gems. Uh, what's the biggest thing you've learned in the role you're in now?
1: It's all about relationships. It is, it's all about relationships. It's all about being able to make people uh, feel seen, feel supported, um, feel loved on. Uh, And that's not just with the athletes that's with the your peer counterparts that might be with your um, subordinates if you have those and that might also be with your leaders, you know the folks who are in leadership, Um, I I, one thing with all leaders for me it's like how can I make your life a little bit easier. it could be something very small. Now I'm not, I'm not going to go get you coffee every day, but right. if I can, you know, if I can see you a Starbucks yeah. gift card and you can grab it on the way in, by all means, go ahead. Right. I'm not getting coffee and dry cleaning. not really my thing. Right. Um, but I, I do want to, I just, I, I think just creating those authentic relationships and making people feel welcomed and loved. Um, I know I want to feel welcomed and loved, so how can I do that for others? And you know, you talked about just the the simple thing of having a smile. Um, I don't always have to feel the greatest, but I can still smile at right. others. And and I want to like give the hugs uh, too. Right. Like especially when I haven't seen people. Even I mean, sometimes like with the guys, it might be a couple days. It's like oh, I haven't seen you in a while. And it's like bring it in. <laughs> bring it in you know um because you just you just don't know like how that's gonna how that's gonna impact others and and even just the relationship you have to meet people where they are right Um, that doesn't mean that they're going to subscribe to your type of communication preferences there's some of them you know i slide in a dm and like like a post or you know like you know send a funny meme or something but that's like that might be how they communicate versus like the face-to-face it, it's all about that connection piece that comes with the relationships. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Thank you for that. And thank you for all the connection pieces for so many, myself and so many individuals. Okay. Now we're going to, I mean, y'all, I'm excited. Like I'm excited about the entire podcast with this advice. We're about to get gems. overall advice you would have for those in roles that support athletes and then advice for those that are looking to get into those roles?
1: I think if you're currently in this role, um, two things. One, just making sure like you don't take for granted in the space that we're in. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of people who want to be connected to the athletes that we work with. Uh, That could be if you were working at the high school level, Mm -hmm. you're working at the college level, you're working at the professional level. Um, I mean, athletics is seen as this hot commodity. And so we have the opportunities to support these athletes on a day-to-day basis. So don't, don't take that for granted. Um, I, w- even at a career in sports forum, I had folks are like, oh, you're, this is a, it would be a dream for me to work for the Raptors, or it would be a right. dream for me to work in the NBA. And, and I had to kind of take a step back because I just want to support. Right. I'm grateful for the opportunity to do Absolutely. this. But I have to remember, yeah. like, this is a dream for a lot of people who will never get the opportunity to get as close as we are. Um, So first and foremost, don't take the the opportunities that we have for granted. Um, And then just secondly, like lead in love. Mm -hmm. Um, Always kind of put your best foot forward, your best face forward. Um, and the the support mechanisms, that's going to look different from each person. You don't have to do it like everybody else. I'm not somebody that's like, oh, well, this worked for them, so let me go ahead and try to jump on and do it the exact same way. No, like, I'm Lacey. I'm going to do it the way that I need to do it. It might look different, but I guarantee you I'll still be able to make an impact, and I'm going to own the decisions that I make in the process. So, lead in love. Um, And then if you're trying to get into the role, it's it's about it it really is about just the connections but you have to do the work to get there you can't just have a dream that you know like i'm really good i'm passionate and you know i really love the team and that's why i want to support them okay yeah (laughs) that sounds good you get
0: that email (laughs) 47 times a day (laughs)
1: Yeah, but there's not, like, you think in the NFL, there's, what, 32 positions, sometimes more if a team has multiple uh, people who are in those support positions. In the NBA, there's 30 clubs. So there's not, there's just not a ton of places. And I think Alexander Martin, um, a really good friend of mine who works for the Dolphins, he made an awesome statement while we were at CSF. It's like, in order for someone else to get into these roles, like, we would have to leave. Or we would have to move up. Um, so it you have to be intentional and find ways and avenues that you can get in. And that could be, you know, starting all the way at internships, um, doing training camp or um, other smaller, maybe not full-time roles that are available. But when you get in and you do good work, people notice. They mm-hmm. will always notice.
0: Love that. Love that. That's what I tell people all the time That when mm-hmm. I was you know, in player development. That's awesome. How did I get in player development? I was like, get in the door. Just get in the door and be great at what you do. And then, you know, you know, like you said, build those relationships, then walk over to that director of player development. They're going to need help, but they're going to go back and ask whoever you work for. Hey, is it all like they want to do extra work or do they really get after it? Like, I, you know, so I always tell people, like, just get in the door and work. Trust me. All right. So what's the best advice? You are a giver of tons of advice. What's the best advice you've ever received in life?
1: Um, so I, I'm like killing this two-part thing, so I'm just gonna go with it. Um, yeah. <laughs> so the first one I remember getting, I was 25 years old. I was sitting. I, I at this point I was um, coaching, but I was also working uh, teaching some GED classes, and so I was sitting in mm-hmm. the uh, maybe she was like the dean of the community college that I was working in, and she said, "You don't have to always wear your accomplishments on your sleeve." And as a woman in sport that one hit me so so hard because i always have to work double the amount as the man that i have to deal with so sometimes i felt like i needed to tell everybody what i was doing how good i was doing it showcase all of the results that i had um and and i was like okay i I need to figure out a, a better way to like work this. I don't want to be like, I'm not a braggy type. It also makes it makes me uncomfortable to have to like share like, oh, what are the accolades you've gotten? I'm like, it's easier. It's like, oh, it's on my resume. Like you can see it. I don't want right, to right. actually tell myself. But what I, what I do now is I, I do keep a win list. I keep a win list, whether it's big oh, wins or small li- wins of things that, that I do because sometimes I do need to remind it be, I need to remind myself, like, look, I am good at what I do. There's a reason yes. why yeah. I am where I am. And while I've made the impact that I, that I have, like, I am strategic, I'm intentional, right. um, I'm results, you know, oriented. Um, I can get the work done every right. single time with resources, without resources, I'm going to make it work. Um, so I do keep my own like personal win list for that, but I, I don't want to be a braggy type, so I'm not going to just sit here and, you know, like throw it here, there, and the other. I have faith that God is going to continue to provide me with the support of other folks who are around me that will speak my name in rooms when it needs to be spoken. And, and I'm going to like hold true by that. A decade later, I still feel the same way about that. Um, but it hurt. It hurt when she said that because <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, am I like not being humble? Like this is that good.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, Another piece of advice I had was from a a former coach that I worked for. He was a head coach and he wasn't even speaking to me. He was actually speaking to one of the groups that I supported, but I like brought him in to talk and he said, the most most important job you have is the one you have right now. Mm -hmm. And so that I don't get in front of myself, like it's important to make sure I'm like pouring into what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, And that has been a catalyst to getting me to where I've always like landed for the next position, because when I've done great work at the place that I'm supposed to be in, I don't have to like go out and look for jobs. I had the, I've had people like come to me to talk about different opportunities, and right. so be present in the moment where you are. What does God say? The Bible says like, be faithful with the small. Yes. He will reward you with with more. That's that that's so true, so true. Yeah.
0: I just, there's those two things. You know, I read your blog. One thing I love about you is your confidence. Like, it's like, I'm going to get the work done. And I think there's a lot of people who don't honestly feel that way. And I I don't have a problem with that because it's like, look, you brought me in here, I'm going to get it done. Like you said, resources not, whatever, coach, whatever you need, we're going to get it done. Just tell me what you need done. I'm going to get it done. And then, like you said, also, like, just be great at what you are. Like, I know I got a lot of questions from coaches. How do you transition from high school to college? What did you do? I was like, I just, I just. I wanted to help the kids at Hightower High School. That's all. And Tom Herman, I did not know that this man was researching me. He was retweeting some stuff I was retweeting. I didn't think nothing of it. This man was researching me because he found out from other players at other schools who were like, hey, that guy's doing something great for those players. I, I didn't even know. Like, it was crazy. And I, I, I think back what you said. My, one of my favorite Bible verses is don't despise small beginnings, you know. That small task you're giving, that small leadership, you know. Okay, you you're leading two people right now. Lead those two people because it may be 200 people in 10 years, you know. And so I, I, I totally agree with that. And, hey, y'all, I'm telling you, you better get your pens out. <laughs> so I like practical wisdom also. If you can give, like, a practical nugget that you've used where you work for people. So, like, for me, one thing I tell people is, like, if I can go back to my first year in player development is take notes on every meeting, scan every document because it all, it's, it's cyclical. You're gonna come back to this next year and you can see what you did right or wrong, whatever it may be. So what would that be for you?
1: Oh, well, I I too write everything down. I have ridiculous amounts of notes um, Mm -hmm. in my phone. Uh, I, at two o'clock in the morning, I will wake up and have, I can plan out a whole program. (laughs) That's my brain works probably the best from like that two to five block, which is not ideal for my sleeping patterns. Um, But for the longest time I I would just like think it and then I go back to sleep and now I've learned to actually start like writing those down and like planning out the things that I need to. Um, But also just like intentionality, um, you know, if you're trying to get FaceTime and build relationships with others, like what are you doing to intentionally connect with them? Um, That might mean, you know, sending them a text message. It could mean, um, you know, like being in the same spot after the game. So they know like where to find you um it's just just those small things and people notice when when things shift especially when you're in a space where you you thrive in in structure (laughs) like when that structure is off it's a little bit uh different um but just like the the strategy behind programming i don't believe in quantity over quality i believe in quality over quantity. and even in the role that i'm in right now if we do any kind of program i do not walk in thinking that this program is going to be the savior for all 15 of my guys. I don't, if I can affect three of them positively and open the door for some conversation that might steer us in a different direction, it was worth it because then the next time we might hit three more. And then the next time I might hit three more and guess what, over the course of the season, we're going to have like made some shifts, opened some doors, connected people, Put them in positions in which they can succeed in ways that exist outside of the basketball court and there that's a check mark and that's a win and so it's not about doing what i think makes sense it's also mm-hmm. about listening to them and what they think makes sense or seeing stuff i see, like my guys they like play video games okay right. so like i need to figure out like how we can how we can make this work and how we can right. continue to push this you know this finding different hobbies and whatnot. I I don't know anything about video games, but I have sons and I'm sure they, will have one that does love video games and others. So that means I need to sit down there with him and try to play some video games or hear him talk about it so that I have a a little bit better verse about it, but it's being (laughs) intentional about the things I'm hearing and then putting some strategy behind how to make the connections for the folks that need to. Gotcha.
0: Okay, last question for advice. And this is more a question I love to ask people. You're a person who cares for a lot of people. You got your family. You got the team. You care about the staff. How do you take care of yourself?
1: Well, I have kids. So as much as I would love to sleep. <laughs> sleeping isn't isn't the thing that i could get the most of but you best believe i'm going to try okay i'm gonna try if that means i go take a nap when the baby takes a nap i'm taking a nap when the baby right. takes a nap um but no i i really i enjoy just going for walks um mm-hmm. and especially like i look close to the lake So water is a calming source for me. And there's sometimes I'll just go sit out on the rock and I'm just like listening to it. I don't, I have my headphones in. So it looks like I'm like busy and occupied. And so other people don't, you know, bother me, but I'm really just like taking in the nature, um, that God has like put out here. And it is very like calming to my soul. Walking just helps to, to kind of, it gets my brain going and kind of flowing. So you know, provides me with the space to to have really cool, innovative ideas for, you know, whatever that might be. Um, And then I I enjoy just like reading and listening to other people's stories. So those are ways that I kind of like decompress, um, but then also ways that I continue to develop who I am. Um, And then I write all those things down. I write it down. I got a dream journal, like things that I might have seen in my sleep, or things that like, god i felt like put on my soul and there's a reason why he put this there so let me just write it down because you just never know two years from now i might be sitting somewhere and i'm like i feel like i've been here it's almost like a deja vu but it's because you know that this was ordained over my life before i even knew it um yeah
0: so it's like it's interesting because i had i went on a walk before this and we kind of shared this pre-show um but like i'm listening i got music playing and like, it goes to Maverick City, you know, Gyra, and it's, like, this part, and it's, like, if he watches over the, you know, lilies and the sparrow and, like, I'm looking at these flowers and this bird flies by, and it's just, like, getting in nature just, like, this creation, it kind of, like, sets you back, like, wow, like, there's this incredible plan, and I'm a part of it. Like, you're using me, you know, God's using me to help others in this plan, and I'm, I'm with you. Like, I, as much as I was outside in football, I've never taken advantage of walks as I do now, and just how clearing it is, and I'll go, out get a note card right and just okay oh yeah yeah this this that this is that so the walking part has been fun i definitely it is definitely therapeutic for sure
1: yeah it gives me appreciation for all of the greatness that god has bestowed upon us like i love to be able to see like this awesome sunset or and i and i don't i i will stop and like take a minute to myself and just like god you are so awesome Right. Man, you are so awesome and and I was just frustrated about X, Y, and Z, but Absolutely. you showed me this and Absolutely. you got me together and now I can Absolutely. move on to whatever the next thing that I have.
0: Absolutely. Nature just like I was in one day just sitting in my house frustrated and our tree was blooming. You got to see the bees coming in, the birds and stuff would fall off the tree and the bees would eat. And it's just like they're provided for and they're just they're living their life. Here I am frustrated about stuff and they're just Oh, it's they know it's coming. You know, they're seeing the faith of animals and nature. It's just like, it's incredible. Uh, All right. So now we're moving to our rapid fire portion. Now I say rapid fire, but you can take your time because I I like to hear it. So I'm going to ask seven questions. You all, she does not know the questions. I said the other ones, but not this one. So the first one would be, what are you reading right now?
1: Um, I'm reading, well, listening to. I'm a big audible girl because I do like to walk and, you know, you got to multitask. Um, so I, I'm in a book club with uh, some nice. women that I met on Twitter <laughs> and it's been awesome's <laughs> been awesome so we're reading uh, Minda Hart's the memo and I am actually listening to uh, her second book right within on audible so I'm kind of going back and forth with those and then I just finished um, uh, how to day trade for a living because I've recently gotten into uh, like day trading and like stocks and investing and it's really cool uh, nice. Again, I'm a lifelong learner. So it was something else for me to kind of dabble in nice.
0: I like that All right, what daily discipline are you working on?
1: Ooh, daily discipline. Oh, I, I got a new one. I'm trying to drink um, like eight ounces of lemon water mm. um, Each morning before I do before I have my coffee gotcha. So I I have recently started that i think i'm probably about two weeks in uh, i'm really big on you know like i know 21 days like to create a habit oh, yeah. and uh yeah so i am pretty close to kind mm-hmm. of getting there and uh, while i was in indianapolis for csf like i was having a hard time tracking down limits and stuff so i'm like well we just said i'm gonna at least have this water you know every right. morning even though it doesn't taste like what i want it to taste like like but to stay on track um, and be disciplined with it that's been a big thing and that's honestly something day trading is teaching me is wow. like to really like hone in on the levels of discipline like I'm a little bit of a squirrel sometime I'll be here right. and there I want to do all these different things and it's really making me focus on like very small moves
0: you could do a whole podcast on discipline <laughs> and travel with the NBA season you could
1: <laughs> uh, look hit me up in six months let me come i'll come back for in season three and we can do this again
0: yes yes absolutely all right someone gives you 25 dollars for lunch where are you going in toronto
1: oh in toronto if i'm home i want to go to red panda it's a a thai like fusion restaurant that's near my house if i am at the facility or downtown i'm going to school it's a place called school. Um, wow. it is like the breakfast brunch place and it is, oh my goodness. It is so good. So okay.
0: All right. Okay. What about in Beaumont? If I, in Beaumont
1: I'm going to Raising Cane's. I'm not even <laughs> thinking twice about it. And then I'm probably going to go back that night and use the rest of the $25 and I'm getting an Arnold Palmer while I'm there.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha.
1: Um, one day I'm going to own a Raising Cane's y'all hear it, Okay. So if anybody can help me get to that space, to where I need to talk to the right people, like let me know.
0: It's like that. It's like that for I
1: you? I love it. And I've been talking about it for the longest. Um I did another podcast with um Tim Bryson and mm-hmm. I am now, you know, future Raging Kings owner <laughs> for it. everybody. I
0: love it. I love it. <laughs> $125. Same question for dinner. Where are you going?
1: Ooh, in Toronto? Mm-hmm. Mm. I just I just ate at this um, Jamaican restaurant last week uh, called Chubby's and it was really good. And then there's another uh, like Caribbean restaurant called Honey. Uh, but for $125, I can feed me and right. my family right. and the family next door. <laughs> right. I don't need to spend a lot of money on on right. food. Like you don't have to take me to no fancy steak uh, restaurant. I don't even like steak. Right. <laughs>
0: I like that. All right. If you could join a band or music group, past or present, which one would it be?
1: Um, I would say TLC because okay. the fits. Yes. Come on now. Um, and you know, I have like this I like moonlight as a rapper kind of right. sort of maybe. Not really. Okay. Uh but I do I, I'll write bars every now and then. And yeah. I do know the waterfalls rap. So
0: Right. So reading your blog you started off at csf with bars correct
1: i did Nice. it is video recorded but i will not share it
0: okay you will not share okay i'll just say we gotta find (laughs) because
1: what if i need to repurpose it for another intro somewhere (laughs) that's true that's
0: very true very true all right if you're in a movie who would co-star in a movie with you action and comedy
1: who would co-star with me action and comedy Oh, um, I don't, this is kind of an unfair question because I am not a, I think the TV watches me more than I watch it. Wow. So um, yeah, like I heard everyone talking about this is us. So I was like, oh, I should probably go and actually like watch it. So I started it and then I got to like season four and I kind of like put it on pause. So <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I, I don't, I don't know. And I'm not a pop culture person either. So I could walk yes. by somebody and like have no idea who they are. Gotcha. All
0: the time. Crazy. So I'm gonna pop-
1: have to defer that
0: one. Okay. Well, we were talking about an actor. Craziest moment I ever had working a football camp at Tulane. Uh, I'm at the registration table, you know. Like you said, we're, I'm just trying to, you know, I'm a high school coach trying to get my foot in. I'm cleaning up the registration table. and His mom says, Oh my goodness, there's Denzel Washington. I'm like, What? I look up and he's got like the whole like <laughs> the smile and the like point and he's gone. They were filming some movie in New Orleans, and then right after that bob marley's son walks up because his son actually played at tulane and his his father was at miami so it was just like in literally like 10 minutes i was like this is crazy
1: i just run into me along in the the restroom this year and wow yeah and i was just like wow you are amazingly beautiful right like it you know you see people on tv and they're supposed to be put together because they're on tv but like in person she was awesome she just has the sweetest demeanor in my mind she's now my friend
0: right <laughs> yes <laughs> and then uh the last question oh sorry i got two more uh what sport do you wish you played growing up
1: um i i wish i played field hockey oh, nice. i i was first exposed to it during my um initial year of grad school and i was like man i would have been really doggone good at this right um i wish i would have like It. I, I i had never heard of field hockey before i got to the northeast so it was really cool um and i know a couple people now who like played in college and i'm like man I, I think i probably could have been pretty solid at it. nice nice
0: and this question is is from tim bryce and i kind of took this one. Mm-hmm. how how can we support you how can we follow you on the socials and support your, your website if you could just give that all your information to the people
1: um yeah so my website is aced coaching a c e d coaching.com and you can get to all of the things there uh i will get this podcast linked on there as one of the resources um once it it gets out it gets put out um but i i also i mean i have my blog and it's under it's not a traditional titled blog it's called gems And I put out at least two each week. One that's maybe some story reflection that I have, and then another that is like my personal work bit, which I also post on all of my socials as well. So on Twitter, um, Mrs. Coach Lacey. Um, And then on Instagram, uh, you can find me at Laceykins. I know like it goes against all things like branding where you should have the same thing across (laughs) the social platforms. But um, I've had these since, Every, all of this, all of these platforms were created. Uh, I mean, Facebook. I was like the first class of Facebook, yes. so I, I'm not, I'm not changing right. those things. We didn't know about. I didn't know about personal branding and all that stuff back then. Uh, <laughs> I like the titles that I have, and I'm gonna keep them. I'm sticking with it, and it is what it is.
0: It reminds me of the Nick Saban quote: "I ain't changing, so quit asking."
1: <laughs> right. I, look, this is where we. This is where we are. <laughs>
0: awesome well thank you so much for spending time once again I'm honored to have you on this platform I look up to you uh you're like I don't I don't have you know I got little sisters you're like a like my professional big sister um and so it's great uh, thank you so much for what you share for myself others and all you all that are listening I know you've been blessed by this so that's it that's the show thank you so much I
1: appreciate you having me um and I can't wait to hear all of the the future guests for season two. You're doing some awesome work and I appreciate you providing a platform for the space that we hold in this industry. Awesome. Thank you.
0: Well, that's all for today. I look forward to the next podcast and our next great guest. Thank you for tuning in and spending your valuable time with me. God bless you. Have a great day. Go out and create generational impact. Don't wait, create that generational impact today.